Okay, Boker Tov, we continue with the Sefer Sharim B'Tvila. We spent two classes already on the form of Tvila that's called Rina. And Rina means um, a prayer that praises and gives thanksgiving before Hashem. And you're realizing that that Hashem is right there with you. And it is your greatest pleasure to be having Hashem so close to you. So with this, we have now begun to go into more challenging areas. It says in the book of Eicha, which is a very sad book, the, the prophet says, Kumi Roni Balayla, get up and do Rina, Rina, give praise at night. Larosh Hashmoras, in the beginning of the watch. Shivchi Kamayim Libech, pour your heart out like water. Nochach Pnei Hashem, directly before Hashem. Si'i Elav Kapayich, raise up your hands. Al Nefesh, al on the souls of infants, Hatufim Barov, that are enveloped in hunger. Barosh Kalachutzos, at all the corners outside. So the obvious question is the expression of Rina, as we've already explained, that's also come from a simcha and a praising of Hashem. How can we find in this phrase of the prophet, this prayer over the souls of children who are enveloped in hunger, who are like begging in the streets, how can we say, get up and sing praises of Hashem? But the truth is, this tefillah of, of Rina is very unique, especially in times of hunger and awesome tsars. Because if there's hunger in tsars, what is going on? It's obviously the gates of heaven are closed. And we need to open the gates of blessings up. And we know there is no greater way to unlock the gates of heaven than songs and praises of Hashem. That when a person shows um, an illuminated face towards Hashem, you show Hashem a, a, a face that is connecting to Hashem, so Hashem fulfills that part of what Dovin HaMelech said, that Hashem is your shadow. And therefore Hashem shines upon you a friendly face as well and the gates of blessing and salvation open up. So it's a big rule. The Shekhinah only rests in a place of Simcha. And in a place where the Shekhinah rests, there has to obviously be Bracha. And it's interesting, Gemara in Baba Kama says that after poverty continues poverty, in a place where there's poverty and depression, that's where poverty rests. And in Psachim, it says that the angel who's in charge of poverty, his name is Novel. What's his name? Novel. Novel. So, what do you see? I mean, we understand this even in a sociological realm. Mm -hmm. You go to underprivileged neighborhoods. They never get any better. Because there's despair. Everything's going wrong and people complain about it. 
And so why should it only get worse? So says Rav Pinkus, people are looking for schoolers, looking for charms. I'm going to put on a red thread, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to wear an amulet, everything's going to be fine. The best schooler is when a person is suffering and the gates of blessing are closed, he should reflect on the good things of Hashem. The good things Hashem has done from the world in general and specifically to himself. As the Mesil Shasharim says a fascinating idea. He says there's no person in the world in whatever situation he finds himself in. Whether he is poor, whether he is rich, whether he is healthy, whether he is sick. There isn't anyone who cannot see the wonders and the many goodnesses Hashem does in his specific condition. Why? The rich man and the healthy man, obviously they're obliged to thank Hashem to see the goodness because there's wealth and there's health. What about the poor fellow? The poor fellow somehow ekes out a living. It's miraculous how that happens. Hashem does not allow him to die from hunger. The sick person that Hashem, even though he's suffering, he keeps him alive. He doesn't let him die. And anything else like that. In other words, we don't appreciate uh, if we don't get everything we want. But we're not appreciating the simplest steps of life. It's the fact that you, you're in pain, okay, as we said in the Arab Shabbos Trash, when you get a chance to listen to it, the greatest growth comes when things are not going the way we want them to go. So therefore, the, uh, there is endless uh, blessing that Hashem sends to us amidst all the things that don't look like blessings to us. And if a person would reflect on the blessing that he has, then he would say shira, which means thanking Hashem for what he's given him. And therefore there's no doubt that people will have difficult situations that come to them. But this is the great advice of Yirmiyo Hanavi when we started with Eicha, that even if the children are enveloped in hunger, get up at night and sing God's praises. And then the Pasuk continues, and then the night will illuminate like the day. In other words, you could, you could take a dark day and make it bright. Because even when it's gloomy, thank God there are clouds. If there'd be no clouds ever, we'd be in big trouble. If there's no clouds, there's no rain. Right? Everyone's looking for blue skies and sunny days. Guess what? If Eretz Yisrael had blue skies and sunny days for 365 days, they'd all die. Yeah, for sure. Right? They have that for most of the year, though. Uh, but that most of the year, most but not the, year. the whole year. Not the whole year, no. Not the whole year. <laughs> People want to have blue skies, but you got to have some rain. If you don't have any rain, it's not. Oh, why did it, the rain's saving your life? I got caught in a downpour. Can you imagine? I just... When I had a brand new suit on. I got caught in a downboard. You know, I have to now take it back to the cleaners. It's another twelve ninety seven. No, they raised it up to twenty dollars already. Just that, and all I do is complain. 
Don't you know God was saving your life? <laughs> he was saving your life. So th there's what to thank Hashem for. And then he relates how a Rabbi Peretz Maimon, who uh, he says how much you have to be grateful in a time of tragedy, where he mentioned once in Chutzlarts, he didn't say where, there was a drought for quite a long time. And it was dangerous already. So the rabbis decreed a fast day and they were not were responded to. Do you know what they decided to do? Mm -hmm. To make a, fist, a feast. Hmm. A simcha. Oh. With songs and praises to the Almighty. And they got answered. So, you know, it's, it's not about, it's about your heart. It's about God said, if God's not bringing rain, there's reasons for it. Now, we don't always know the reason, but you know, just like a doctor, when a doctor, a person's not well, and if you say, doctor, what's wrong? He said, we'll have to take tests. We'll have to find out what it is. And even then, they're not 100% sure. So it's, okay, let's try this. Maybe this will make it better. It didn't make it, made it worse. Okay, let's try this. Right? I'm sure we all know this. And then eventually, they're using things that work in many cases, but not for you. But you keep trying, you'll eventually get the right one. Maybe, if you're a doctor. But in the Torah, God gives us all kinds of prescriptions. And sooner or later, one of them's going to work. Yeah, so the standard one is, what are we doing wrong? Let's do chua. That's the default, which is always very good. But sometimes, that's not what it is. So you have to make a simcha where it shows that you are appreciating everything that Hashem has been doing. Even now you're appreciating Hashem. Even with, this, with the lack of rain and things are looking bad, we're all alive. Baruch Hashem. We still have what to eat. Baruch Hashem. And we thank you for it. That, that opens up the gates. That opens up the gates for us. Okay. Now, he also, so this whole little section here is talking about how to open up the gates when they don't open. But then he says something interesting. He says, and as a matter of fact, when anything good comes to a person, at that moment, obviously, the gate is open. The gate's open. And therefore, what, how should we conduct ourselves when things are going well? Well, everything that goes well, you should immediately thank and praise Hashem. You know why? First of all, it's the right thing to do. But second of all, the gates stay open. If things are going well, that means the gates of blessing are open. So don't you want to keep them open? So how do you keep them open? By thanking and praising Hashem for what He's doing. And therefore, if you keep doing that, the gates will always stay open. And more brachas are going to come. Whatever it is, you go to the doctor, he gives you a good report. Mm -hmm. He says, everything's going well, the heart's good, the cholesterol's low, everything's, you're really in good shape. Psh, really, for a man of uh, 117, that's amazing. <laughs> so the, what's the guys say? Okay, thank you. No, you turn to Hashem. The next time you're davening, is Hashem, thank you so much. You're unbelievable what you've done for me. So then what happens is the gates stay open. The gates stay open. And you get more brachas. But if you don't thank Hashem right away for the good that's happening, 
then the gates can just close. And here's the rule. A gate that's open already is easier to keep open. A gate that's closed is very hard to open up. Now, let, let's be honest, right? When, when, do, when do people usually pray with um, Kavana? When things are not going well. Yeah, when, when, when you're locked out. When they're closed, yeah. Oh, now to open up the gate, oh, that's not so easy. Yeah. Not so easy. If the gate's open, keep it open isn't that hard. Yeah. Okay. So now, again, he says another, Yisov Gadol, in a general way, there's nothing that can bring bracha and salvation like simcha and a good heart. And there's nothing that can bring sorrows and bad things like depression. As it says in Eov, ki pochad pachadati, because I was very afraid, vayetasoyeni, and uh, I and, and and that has overtaken me. Va'ashir yogorti yavo elai, and what I feared has come to me. In other words, all the things that I was worried about came to me. Okay, so a person has a loss, something happened. He lost something. He comes into a certain depression. Let's say you lose some money, it could cause you to uh, to be depressed. But the depression is going to create more of a loss than the original loss. Mm-hmm. You lost some money. Good. Now you're feeling terrible. You're depressed. Guess what? You're going to lose more money. Okay, sure. going to lose more money because the gates are staying more closed. Okay? And wherever there's simcha, that's a way to open up the gates. So you, so you suffered a setback. You have to say, Hashem, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. This isn't uh, going so well. You must have a reason, and I trust you. But in general, I'm very happy with you. I love you, and I want you to still stay very close to me. That is Rena that is meant at these times. So, based on this, even though we already described other types of prayer, such as Bitsur, where you're in a very uh, hard situation, and uh, Shava praying almost hysterically, and Sa'aka screaming out, and Na'aka and groaning. Those are all worthwhile prayers. But there is an idea of Rina. And we cannot forget. So you have to know when to do which ones. So, for example, on Shabbos, really it's a time for Rina. That's why the Sukkot de Zimra is longer on Shabbos, because those are praises of Hashem. It's a time of Rina. Now I know there's a lot, things are, are not going well for a lot of Jews. And yes, there's a time to scream out, there's a time to groan, all those things are appropriate. But that doesn't contradict the fact that it can't be with Rina as well. And the Rina is, is the best way to open up the gates. So you can you can you can look at the situation is a terrible situation, or you could say, Baruch Hashem, Hashem, thank you so much, you made me a Jew. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, I'm not those morons who are rallying for the Palestinians. Unbelievable, right? And I thank you for everything you've given us, and I thank you that the 
that the tragedy wasn't so much more worse. It could have been so much worse. And and thank God it was it was limited to what it was. And you praise Hashem. So that's how you open up the gates. Doesn't mean to say that you're not hurting. Again, because we've said we don't know what the definition of simcha is. We have the wrong definition of simcha. Is not I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simcha means you're doing the thing you're supposed to be doing right now. That's simcha, and you and you know that Hashem is there with you, and you are serving the infinite, loving, kind God, and you're talking to Him as as you're just thank you, thank you, thank you, and when Hashem keeps hearing that. He just cannot keep hurting you. Even if he's doing it for your own benefit. He said, look, look, he's thanking me for all this. Wow. So I, you know, I have to do something about it. So that's important. Yes. So, so, so even all these Palestinian rallies that we see all around the world, even those, aren't they really triggered by Hashem? Yes. Yes. Because he's trying to keep us on our toes or yes. whatever. Yes. 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 For a reason. Yeah. Yes. So we should realize that. Yes. yes. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. You know, but you know, you have to understand, there are people who just don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. The truth is very painful. Yeah. Truth is, we have to be better Jews. Oh, no, no. I'm already the perfect Jew. It's all the other guys who have the problem. <laughs> At, I'm, okay. I'm the normal Jew. Why? Because I'm normal. Yeah. And if I daven this much and not more, that's the right way to daven. I know these other crazy Jews, what they're doing. So as long as we have that issue, that's going to be a terrible issue. But we, we have to be smart enough to thank Hashem that, he, to, that you, you care enough about me that you want to see me change. Now, again, as I said, if Hashem didn't want to do anything, the worst and cruelest thing Hashem could have done was have complete peace in the Middle East. Because <laughs> sure. we would assimilate out yep. like, just, that. Just like that. Like yeah. that. On the Holy Land. And then Hashem would just totally destroy us. And people don't understand, the greatest gift are these Fashtunkin of Palestinians. You have, to, you have to think about it. The whole thing doesn't make sense. The whole thing, this whole Palestinian from beginning to end makes zero logic at all. And more than that, None of the countries, none of the countries want these Fashtunkin of Palestinians. So why is the world so sympathetic to them? Why? They're useless people. You have other, um, what do you call it, ethnic cleansings in Africa and all these people. They just kill like a million people. Nobody pays attention to them. Nothing. We don't get involved in their internal affairs. These Fashtunkin Palestinians are giving more money to Hamas. Don't you realize after 30 years and the billions of dollars you've given to Hamas, how come the Gaza doesn't look nice, modern roads? What? Look at all the money they got. I mean, just think for a second. Don't you understand? Yeah, they spent all this money on tunnels. And now every, every terrorist who got killed in this last round, every family is getting $3 million. Where are they getting that kind of money? Now, how many died? 1,500 or so? I don't know the exact number. Okay, good math? Th three million times. 45 million. Let's just say 1,000. 
is three billion, isn't it? If it's one and a half, if it's two hundred, two thousand, it's six billion. Oh, six billion. Wait a minute. Where are they going to get the six billion to pay them? Obama gave it to Iran already. Biden gave it to Iran already. So they now okay. We could we could we could afford to have two thousand die. We could pay. This is humanitarian aid. The money will never get So, so well, eventually. It depends who wins the next election. Right? So all I'm saying is, what a bracha. What a bracha. Or else we wouldn't have any Jews. <laughs> so that is the, 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 the thing we have to do. Now, interesting, in the next section... Is anyone thinking that the... Um that the uh, music festival was he- held on Shabbat. Every, everybody, every religious person knows. The problem is the non-religious don't know that. Yeah. There were statues of Buddha. I already told you, or other people told me, whatever. There were two from boys who went off the derech, really off the derech. And they went there? And they were at, the, this festival started before Shabbos, it was like a couple days or whatever. So, yeah, it was started at Thursday, like Woodstock. So it's Friday mid-afternoon, whatever. So the two boys say, you know, tonight is Simchus Torah, remember? Simchus Torah. Yes. You know, okay, you know, we're off the derech, but still. This is crazy, yeah. We should at least come for Simchus Torah. So they left. Oh, really? And they lived. I wonder, maybe now they're going to keep Shams. Maybe. Is it possible? Maybe. 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 Right? So just to have more Jews keeping Shabbos, what does Hashem have to do? So Sorry to digress. What happened to the girl that passed away? Did you find out more? She committed suicide. What? Whatever. She committed suicide. Whatever. I don't, I don't. Sorry. But it's not, it's not, it's unfortunate. It, it, see, there's something that doesn't know differentials between yeah. secular girls and from girls. Exactly. So, from girl. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's tragedies, tragedies. Anyway, let's continue. We know it says in the hill of Mimizrach Shemesh from this rising of the sun until it sets, Mahalo Shemeshem, it praises Hashem. Chazal say from when the sun rises until it sets, it keeps praising Hashem. And when Yeshua fought the battle in Givon, what did he tell the sun to do? Remember, he didn't have enough time to finish the job. What did he say? He says. Shemesh Bagivon Dome. The sun and Givon, be silent. Still. It did not say Shemesh Bagivon Amod. It doesn't say sun and Givon stand still. Still, yeah. But the truth is, that's what he wanted. Didn't he want it to stand still? That's what he wanted. Yeah. Why tell it to be silent? The answer is that when the sun is doing its job, it's praising Hashem the whole time. And because it praises Hashem, it has the power to continue to move. Although really the sun isn't the one that's moving. <laughs> yeah. Whatever whatever it is. And then Yeshua didn't say stop. He said, let's go to the source of it stopping. 
Stop praising us. Be quiet. Yeah. The whole power of the sun is it Shira. And if it stops saying Shira, it stops. Similarly, Malachim and every animal. We know we said already, Perak Shira, their whole existence is through their songs to Hashem. Everyone according to its reality. And they therefore are clinging to the source of their existence. Right? We say in the Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hashem mina shomayim. They should praise Hashem from the heavens. Hallelujah, Bamromim. The praise be even higher than that. That's Kol Maloch of Kol Tzvav. All the angels, the hosts, higher and higher levels. They all are praising Hashem. Why? Everybody's praising Hashem because that's the song of life, and that's what Perak Shira explains. That there's a unique song for every creature based on its existence. Okay, and just like each one is not the same as another, they all sing a different song. And that's the source of their life, based on their different natures. And therefore, the song of a person is not like the song of nature. And more than that, even within people themselves, everyone's song is not the same as someone else's song. And the song of a regular person cannot be compared to the song of a tzaddik and a tzaddik. Because every song depends on their root existence okay and a tzaddik a real tzaddik is coming from a higher level of spiritual root than a regular guy so therefore their prayers are more wondrous and therefore their avoda of very holy people is always to sing out praises to Hashem not just in quality but in quantity why? Let's give you an example. Okay, let's say a regular person has two pieces of chicken for supper. Okay, I got a giant. A giant. Can he sustain on two pieces of chicken? No. He needs probably six pieces of chicken. Why? Because he's big. So now, my avoda, your avoda, our avoda, we're regular people. Okay, so we down for an hour, it's enough. It'll keep us going. We're praising Hashem for an hour. The tzaddik is a giant of a person. Yeah. He needs more nourishment. He has to pray longer. Because without it, his, his ability to do what he does on his level gets compromised because it all depends on song. And therefore they said about David HaMelech, he'd be engaged the whole night of singing praises to Hashem. To the point until he wrote Sefer Tehillim. And what is Sefer Tehillim all about? It all was written with Ruach HaKodesh, all different types of praises that can exist. And all these praises will have applicability to different types of Jews in different types of situations. As we say in the Nishmas Kolchai prayer every Shabbos, that it's our obligation to praise Hashem in all kinds of ways for all the things through the songs of David HaMelech. Remember, a king is supposed to be as big as the entire, his heart should be as big as the entire Jewish people. Certainly David HaMelech, who's the shepherd of Malchus. David HaMelech took to heart every human being, every feeling. And therefore he understood there's so many different feelings that exist. And I must compose Tehillim that relate to all the different feelings. Okay? 
So if somebody really wants to serve Hashem properly and is looking at things honestly, and you look at the wondrous things that Hashem does, you should connect yourself to tzaddikim that have existed from the beginning of time until now and try to incorporate yourself within their songs. Okay. And therefore, what you're doing is, David HaMelech knew exactly, you know, it's, it's so interesting, right? There's this whole idea of music, secular music. Right? You listen to the radio, or now you listen to your CD, whatever it is now, you hear a song. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you, people usually do? They sing it themselves. Right? Isn't that what they do? You don't listen to all of them, you start singing it yourself. Now the garbage they're putting out now, so you're just singing garbage. But when you take David Amalekh, in our world, David Amalekh, he was always topping the charts of spiritual songs. And the, the number one hit this year is Psalm 82. And next year is Psalm 123, whatever. <coughs> so when we are saying to him, it's not just enough to say the Tehillim. You've got to understand what you're saying. And they're all praises of Hashem. In one way or another, praises when things are going right, praise when things are not going right. It's all these things, and therefore we ourselves are not capable of doing this. So what's the beauty of Tehillim? Beauty of Tehillim is basically, on one level here, or at least for this session, Rina. And that's what opens the gates. That's why we have people saying Tehillim. Now, if it's little kids who don't really know what they're saying, but Hashem knows what the words are. But adults, really, before you say Tehillim, you really should focus, what are these words saying? What does it mean? But the overall idea is that you want to be appreciative of everything Hashem is saying. And I, and I know that Hashem is next to me and he's doing everything in the best way possible. And that becomes the Shira that we're doing. So something to think about this Shabbos. That's why we're happy on Shabbos. And that's how that is reflected. Sure.